Aloha, and welcome to the show. The 692nd Podcast is a platform for developing and connecting with our airmen across the island and those now serving on the mainland. Tune in for episodes where we talk all things leadership and personal development while getting a glimpse into the lives of the people moving our missions forward. I'm your host, Master and Derek Addison, and this is the 692nd Podcast. Welcome, knights, tigers, hawks, warriors, and krakens, to this episode and teaching moment. I'd like to discuss a selection from the article on the Task and Purpose website written by Jason Knowlton, titled 30 Things I Learned in the Air Force. I'll provide the URL in the notes that accompany this episode if you want to read other lessons. I'd like to start off this episode with a Maltese proverb, one man's fault is another man's lesson. I have been using a similar phrase for the past 25 years, stupid people do not learn from their mistakes. Average people learn from their mistakes. Smart people learn from the mistakes of others. We are anything but average, so let's make sure we take the lessons from others and make them learn vice observed. Lesson number one, be a part of the solution, not the problem. Never throw a problem on your boss's desk and expect him or her to decide what to do with it. If a decision needs to be made, offer options and make a recommendation. If you have a way ahead or have already made a decision, say so. When you make no offers to a solution, you are essentially telling your boss that you don't know how to handle this situation and are willing to go with whatever decision they make. As part of this, when you are creating courses of action or COAs, do not add any throwaways. You may think you need a solid three COAs so you have an either or option and then you make up a throwaway and put it in there for good measure. What happens if the boss picks that option? Remove that option and present your two COAs. Then when the boss asks, are there any other options to us? That is when you let them know something along the lines of, these are the two scenarios that were readily available in my mind, but most things in life are not a dichotomy. So I'm open to brainstorming to get to a better solution when you have time. Always let your boss know what you are thinking on your own. You are making decisions on a daily basis that reflect your organization and are a beacon of your boss. When you make your boss look good, whether he or she knows it or not, you are doing your part. Lesson number two, Don't ask your boss what you can or can't do. Be your own boss. Tell him or her what you're doing. This comes with caveats, of course. Make sure that your projects and tasks are getting done before you start pet projects. Do not neglect your current work so that you can pursue something that is going to improve not only your job, but the Air Force as a whole. That's how you lose the ability to do both. We all have things that spark joy in our lives. Our current job or role may not be fulfilling all aspects of our soul, and we may need to branch out and focus a little more on hobbies or interests that are filling that void. There is nothing wrong with that, and believe me when I say, a happy, fulfilled worker works better and harder. There's also so much that can come from your hobbies that can help others, and you may not even know it. Be bold and let people know what you are interested in and what you are working on. You might sit next to a person who has the exact skill you need to take your hobby to the next level. During your downtime, which we should all have some, otherwise please speak with your supervisor about the workload, work on those pet projects, and when you think you are able to have a minimal viable product or an MVP to show, let your boss know what you've been working on and how you'd like to continue working on it in the future. This will allow your boss to provide the strategic level thought behind certain things that may be lacking and possibly adjust the workload you are going to have for the next few days or weeks so that you can focus more time on it. If the boss sees no benefit in your efforts, perhaps you haven't caged your argument or pitch well enough and you might need some advice from outside sources. Chiefs work well in this instance. 
Lesson three, bad news is like an old fish. It does not get better with time. Don't wait to tell your boss that something's broke. Your job is not to sugarcoat issues or withhold information. Your job is to inform and press with decisions made. If the bad news that you need to give is going to increase your workload once you give it, call your family and let them know that you are going to be working longer for the next few days or weeks. I promise you the efforts you put into addressing problems upfront and early will only save you time and effort later. There is no strategic procrastination when it comes to bad news that could affect our mission and our personnel. There are definitely times in which we strategically hold information from our bosses so they can focus on the things that need their attention and we can provide a back brief of the events. If during the back brief they inform you that they would have preferred to be notified and abreast sooner, then make a note and ensure that you have timely updates for them with CAGE notifications of, this does not need your level response yet, but just wanted you to be aware that this is the situation. A simple email equal to a tweet usually suffices, and if they want more information, make sure that you have that information ready for a top-level digestion. Lesson four, don't be afraid to provide feedback in an upward direction. When the emperor is wearing no clothes, tell him. We all have blind spots and your boss is no different. If you feel they are making a bad decision, ask to discuss the decision to offer the rationale and the repercussions that you see coming from the decision they have chosen. If you are having to backtrack on a COA that you gave, then you need to be completely honest and hope that your boss doesn't have to question your thought processes in all the future situations. The boss is working off of information that is fragmented and disparate. They cannot know everything you know about how the decisions will affect the mission or the personnel to the extent that you as an enlisted who has both worked the missions and led these personnel can fully internalize. The officer corps rely on the enlisted to keep them apprised of these things as very few will have that knowledge available to them. When you have the discussion with your boss, remember your role. It may be prudent to cage the conversation with a disclaimer, such as, I wanted to let you know that I fully understand this decision is yours to make, and even after I say my piece, if you feel like this is still the way forward, you have my full support of the decision, and I will execute to the best of my ability, and these reservations are for your decision-making ability only. The boss already knows all of this, but saying this is just as much for your benefit as it is for theirs. You need to understand this as well. You may need to make peace with this, especially if you have severe reservations about the decision being made. Lesson number five, don't show all your cards unless you have to. If you brief slides week to week, only brief the changes. There is no need to repeat the same information from last week if nothing has changed. Simple tip is to change the color of the new items to blue or green to indicate that it is new from the last week. If you want to keep the old information on there, that is fine, but keep it black and explain that black is the same from last week Changes have been highlighted in green so you can easily see the new items or changes. This allows the boss to review and ask questions with the information in front of him or her instead of having to scour their own memory banks or notes. Don't offer unnecessary information. It may result in unnecessary work. If something is in line with your job and is relevant to the conversation or briefing that you are giving, then the information is relevant. If it does not, it should not be part of the briefing or discussion. My brain likes to make jumps from one thing to another rapidly. Think of it like a dolphin. As you're watching a dolphin, there are a lot of things going on under the surface, then the dolphin breaks the surface, does an aerial move, and then is back under the water, only to reappear in some other random location 10 seconds later. That is how my brain works. The dolphin is my thought process that leaves my mouth, but the thoughts that are happening under the water can take me anywhere, only to reemerge in some random location 
that the viewer or audience wasn't prepared to jump to next. If you suffer as I do, try to calm your dolphin with good breathing techniques and note cards to ensure that they don't swim too far away while submerged. Don't give anyone a reason to micromanage you. If you show up with evidence of your work, thought processes, decision-making efforts, and the products of the combination, your boss will trust that you are capable and competent. If these things are shown as lacking in any way, your boss might have reservations leaving something completely in your hands and although should not have time to do so, might start micromanaging you. Even the bosses that hate doing that will feel they need to when there are gaps in their trust. That trust is invaluable and will allow you to do so many great things. It's also very precious and delicate. Treat it well. During inspections, if you are a program manager, you will be asked a lot of questions about your program. Answer those questions, nothing more, nothing less. When you offer up more information that is what is asked or needed, you open yourself up to further scrutiny. Although transparency is the utmost important thing in my mind, it may not be what is ultimately best for your program and your leadership team. Lesson number six, know your suspenses, it is your job. Meet them or have a very good reason why you can't. We all have deadlines and if you don't have a set one, make one. Don't let things sit there and simmer if they don't need to. Try the getting things done method and ensure that you are being as productive as your job needs you to be. We have big problems to work on. We have vast organizational requirements that need to be met and improved. We have airmen to mentor, mold, and lead. We have a community that needs our support and help. We have leaders that need to be informed of the items that are occurring throughout our force that they won't learn through any other means. When your job gets overwhelming, and it will, let your supervisor know. Let them know all the items you have on your plate and ask if you can get some help or put some of the items on the back burner. Hopefully you haven't committed yourself to more than what you are able to accomplish, but if that is the case, come forward with that information and let them know that you will be cognizant of the workload in all future endeavors, but today you like any assistance on items. I would recommend having a list of your current projects and tasks that are on your plate. For the projects, have a list of next action items for each. If you have your projects broken into individual tasks, even better. Someone with less work should be able to pick up that project and run with it. Make sure that all of your notes are atomic and easily understood by other personnel so you are not a single point of failure. The core value of service before self is designed around this concept. We are all replaceable and we will all move from our current job or location at some point. The job can't fail as soon as we leave. We should have processes and workflows that are easily understood that someone can step into that position, take the same processes and workflows, and accomplish the mission. If they feel like they could improve upon them, then they will do so at a later date and time when they have the time and the bandwidth. Many confuse this as service instead of self, and that is not the purpose or the thought behind this core value. Weak leaders have used this concept when denying leave or other out-of-work opportunities for people because they didn't want to deal with schedule changes or some other random reasoning. These were six of the 30 lessons that Jason Knowlton wrote down as he was being raised by the senior non-commissioned officers. He also used these for his junior personnel, trying to lead them to be better than he was when he was in their positions. This, I feel and hope, is a common goal for all senior NCOs and field grade officers. We all want our airmen to be better than we were. The Air Force movie, Oath, says, do not repeat after us. We need to continue to press forward and learn from the mistakes and successes of those that came before us so we can continue to move that needle to the next level. 
the idea of continuous improvement doesn't have to only apply to your Air Force specialty. In fact, you are doing yourself a disservice if you aren't thinking about the future. I hope that we are all growing each day and becoming a better version of ourselves, not just for the Air Force, but for our personal lives and the professions that we move into once we take this uniform off. Colonel Mack specifically asked that each airman in our group strive to improve themselves little by little. The Japanese idea of Kaizen comes to mind, a concept referring to business activities that continuously improve all functions and involve all employees from the CEO to the assembly line workers. Kaizen is the Sino-Japanese word for improvement. Please take the time to think about the areas in your life that you can improve so you can be better for yourself, your family, and the world at large. In this episode, I mentioned David Allen's Getting Things Done Productivity Method. If you are interested in learning about ways to be more productive and ensuring that you are meeting the deadlines and accomplishing the plethora of tasks that are thrown at us on a daily basis, let me know and I will reach out with the tools, techniques, and discussion items to ensure whatever you choose fits your work style. If you have any ideas, recommendations for future podcast shows or guests that you'd like to hear from, let us know by going to any of the socially acceptable means of communication and leave us a comment. Facebook URL is facebook.com forward slash group forward slash 692D podcast. The email is simply 692D podcast at gmail.com. And you can always leave us a message on the Mattermost channel. If you can't get to any of those, send me an email at derek.addison at us.af.mil and I'll respond as soon as possible. That's the show for today. So for now, aloha, take care of yourself. And if you can, take care of someone else too.